What is going on, NBA fans? You are listening to Nothing But the NBA Podcast with your hosts, Teddy Christopa and Nick Amendola. It is June 15th, 2021, and it has been some time since I've last recorded this podcast. Um, but we are back, and we're going to talk about the second round of the playoffs. I know we're about halfway through, but we're going to give you our takes on uh, how it's went so far and what to expect in the future. So, um, But before we get started with that, some ways to contact us are, is via email, and that is nothing but nbapodcast at gmail.com. That is, again, nothing but nbapodcast at gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram, nothing but the NBA. Um, just reach out, give us some feedback, give us what you expect in the playoffs, and maybe some bold predictions. Everything is wanted, and we want to incorporate that on each and every episode as well. So, with that being said, let's get started. And Nick, uh, you know, it's been some time since we last recorded, but, you know, we're back, and uh, playoffs have been all right. I guess the round two has been better than round one, but round two is looking pretty good. How have you been? Great. Busy, as I assume you've been as well. Yeah, I've been some, been pretty busy. That's why these episodes have not been coming out weekly anymore. It's been kind of uh, bi-weekly, but we'll try to get it back to weekly because you know, not many, not many games left until the off season. So we'll definitely get better with that and record weekly. So, um, but what do you think about the playoffs so far? What are you, you know, highs and lows of the NBA playoffs so far? I love it. You like it? <laughs> You know, one thing that kind of scares me in a way is the integrity of the game, the integrity of the championship, because of all the injuries that's ha- that's happened so far, especially with Brooklyn. I mean, Kevin Durant is healthy, but you have James Harden, you have Kyrie Irving, um, you had LeBron James, you had Anthony Davis, you have a lot of these, Joel Embiid, a lot of these known NBA superstars kind of injured so the integrity of the you know the playoffs this year is kind of out there out of the picture I would say so what are your thoughts on that I mean that's part of the game like people are going to get hurt every year whether it's like everyone's going to say it's because they had less time to heal like yeah that happens that's like that's sports for you yeah I understand that but do you think it really like what do you think is causing all these injuries because I mean obviously you said injuries happen but what's causing it? Let's go further into like detail with that. Like, do you think it's because of some of these teams had no off season? Because I mean, well, I mean, you, you, if you look at a majority of them, it's all, it's not like, oh, I, you know, like I was playing a lot of minutes and all of a sudden I had to limp off the court because of something. It's like what? Hard, Harden's one of the cases where like that's you know like that's what happened. Anthony Davis is like that. LeBron, he just twisted his ankle. Kyrie got his foot stepped on, and he rolled his ankle, and that's why he has a high ankle sprain. I mean, I feel like you probably argue Jamal Murray's a big one when it comes to overuse, too. But, like, it, it's it's at least 50-50, you know. Half the guys get in a bad situation, and half the guys are, you know, like, hurt due to overuse. Well, the one thing I've actually never mentioned on this on any of the episodes that we've talked about where we talk about load management and stuff like that. One of the things that I just thought of actually just now is the amount of you played a lot of games a season ago, you had a long shutdown. You went into the bubble, played depending on the team. You played a lot of games or you played a 
you know, not a lot. And then you had a little bit of rest, and then you had to come back, play a long season, and all that. So the start, go, start, go, start, go is kind of, I think, personally, I think it's affecting some of these players. I see in baseball right now, same thing kind of happened. They had a 60-game season last year. A lot of hamstrings are being pulled in baseball because they're not used to the amount of you know days that they're, they're playing the game. Um, so I think to me personally, I think that it's a start-go, start-go, on top of, you know depending on the team, the amount of overuse of the, the players. Obviously, you know, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and I think James Harden a little bit, not as much as him. They didn't play in the, the bubble at all. James Harden played a little bit, but not as much as, you know. Oh, I mean, James Harden played a little bit, but he obviously played more than Kevin Durant and Kyrie did. So the fact that they are, you know, in the bubble right now, it, obviously fluke injuries kind of happen, but James Harden, I don't understand his his hamstring at all. So I think to me, it takes away from the integrity of the game. And I, I guess that now that we have fans back and teams are traveling, like you have a little bit more, you have less of an asterisk, I should say, um, in this championship than a season ago. So, but it's it's a good, you know, it's a good, good playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been enjoyable. Like this game right now has been on fire. Like KD looks awesome. Milwaukee Bucks and Brooklyn Nets game game four uh, game five is what you're talking about right now. Yes, yes. I forget that we uh, we don't do these things live. Yeah, no. Um, but no, I mean, a lot of the series right now have been great, aside from Phoenix and Denver, which I thought was going to be one of the best series. I mean, you have series that are tied 2-2 with Philadelphia, Atlanta, Utah, and uh, the Clippers are tied 2-2, and you have also the Milwaukee All Bucks and Brooklyn. The Suns. Suns are the only team that swept and are actually waiting. So, now that we're done with the injury, I wanted to talk about that. Um, what do you think of each of these series? Let's go Let's go over each one. And I guess Suns, obviously, are, you know, can't really talk much about them, but I guess we should. We'll just, we'll just talk about the Suns real quick before we do this. What do you What do you think about the uh, Phoenix Suns and Denver Denver Nuggets? Give me your Give me your takes. The Suns look unstoppable. <laughs> well, it's just it, it's nice to see. I mean, that team Devin Booker in the bubble last year and in the playoffs this year, he just seems unstoppable. Like nobody can touch him. Like it's awesome. Like honestly, it's, though, it's I, Chris he got Paul. snubbed. I honestly think for NBA. NBA. I mean, you have a guy that's in the playoffs who really has not lost a lot of games in the playoffs, took down arguably one of the greatest players of all time in the playoffs. I mean, come on, that guy needs to be something. But um, Chris Paul, 37 points uh, two nights ago. I mean, And playing hurt. It's, they're incredible. I mean, Aiton looks like a superstar, I think. Jokic, MVP, I didn't really think it was deserved, but, I mean. He still looks good. It's just like. But you can't lose. You can't lose in the second round. Obviously, Jamal Murray is hurt, so that's an excuse. But Denver did not look good. Denver did not look like a good team. Michael Porter Jr. does not pass the ball. He um, is a very selfish player. He will look for his offense before passing out. It kind of looks like Jason Tatum a little bit. But. I mean, Denver really needs to get some pieces, and you really need to get Jamal Murray back, but they also need more assets, I think, as well. 
in Denver, but Phoenix is the real deal. Like, we need to be talking about Phoenix and saying, like, that team is unstoppable. That team is, I think, the best team in, in the West, obviously. I don't think the Utah Jazz or L.A. Clippers no, are I, touching I'm, them. I'm going to go Nets-Phoenix for the finals either way. I don't I don't see the Nets getting past uh, Milwaukee. If, they look good right now. Yeah, but if James Harden is, uh, I mean, hamstrings are funny. You can tweak a hamstring in seconds and then be out for the whole series. Um, I mean, once you once you pop a hamstring, it, it's just going to keep popping. Exactly. So you're, you're going to be in pain. And without having Kyrie, but it, it, it'll be tough. We'll get into that later, though. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about with the Phoenix Suns, and that's just about how much depth they have on that team, too. Like, you're talking about Jay Crowder, who's been on another level. You're talking about, you know, some of the Heat legend, Jay Crowder. Cam. Cam's been unstoppable. And for those of you who don't, might not know who I am talking about, I'm, uh, I'm talking about Cameron Johnson, who is just a guy that's going to come off the bench, give you a couple three-point shots, and be good. Michael Bridges, um, Cameron Payne, I mean... Just some of these players are just stepping up and just they're unbelievable. So it's it's a fun team to watch. And I think that definitely if you have not watched the Phoenix Suns yet, you need to turn on your TV, especially in the Western Conference Finals when they're probably playing the winner of, well, they're definitely playing the winner of the Utah Jazz and uh, LA Clippers. That's Clippers look series. good right now. Now that's the other team. Let's start talking about them. Is that's in That series is the LA Clippers and the uh, Utah Jazz. I know we've been hard in the years past with Paul George, but he looks like the real real deal this year, at least. Mm, right now, the last two games. Him and uh him and Kawhi. <laughs> him and Kawhi look nice. Like they look they look pretty good. Kawhi yesterday with that dunk and big block. Um I mean he's to me, I think he might be one of the best players in the NBA for playoff runs. I mean, he's he's won it with San Antonio. He's obviously won it with Toronto. And he's looking to win it with, with the uh, Clippers, too. And I think they have a good legitimate chance to win. And I think... Uh, I mean, earlier on, before the playoffs started, I had them being a dark horse because they were so quiet, like sneaking their way into where they were. And then, obviously, both of us were like, I think the Mavs might be able to take it. And Kawhi was like, nah, I'm going to flip this around real quick. Yeah, no, I, I really do think that the Clippers have the arguably the best matchup against um, Brooklyn if they if they have to meet. I think the fact that you have Kawhi Leonard who is an all defensive player, you have Paul George who is actually a really good defender. Usually he didn't get the honors this year, but he is a good defensive player. Tends to be a good defender and tends to make a mess of himself offensively in the playoffs. So yeah, but you also have. Patrick Beverly, who tends to get in people's heads. So I just think that this team kind of matches up fairly well against against Brooklyn, if that ever does happen. Um, and I really do think the Clippers, although I know what I said about Phoenix, I think the Clippers are right there for a close second place in the Western Conference this year. So, um, But they'll sleep on the Utah Jazz. I know they're dealing with their injuries with or my guy, at least, Donovan Mitchell, who can't kind of shed the injuries that he's been experiencing all, all season. Um, but he, he's putting up amazing numbers, 37 points last night. 
I mean, he's just he's incredible. So it's a good good playoffs for the games. Like we're getting close games, we're getting you know a good series out of these games. So that's another good one that I want to see. Who do you have winning that series? I want to take the Clippers just because I like Kawhi, honestly. There's no other reason other than me wanting Kawhi to win. I agree with you, just in the fact that I think that Kawhi is at another level right now, and he starts, he kind of builds off of, like, good games. So, like, he has one good game, he has the, the triple doink off of the off of the rim, it goes in, and then he has an amazing series. Yesterday, it, I think it was the dunk. That dunk is going to propel him upwards, and then he's going to finally you know, just go on that little run that we know he can do. And I have the Clippers as well beating the Utah Jazz. I think the Jazz are a great team in the regular season, but kind of, you know, kind of shy away from the playoffs and stuff. But we'll see. I mean, it's a good series. It's 2-2, and uh, we'll definitely see. Any last thoughts? Mm, I, I think a big factor in that series, too, is not having Mike Conley. That's true. Yeah, and that's, again, injury We just got to think about that going into it. But either way, I don't... I feel like the Jazz might not be able to pull it out. But no. With Kawhi being as hot as he is, because he really can change a game. Yeah, and I mean, I, besides Donovan Mitchell, I don't trust really anybody on this, this team as another superstar. Rudy Gobert, most overrated player in basketball. Um, Bogdanovich is good, but he's not... Mike Conley. He's nothing special. Mike Conley is literally the best player, second best player on this team. He's their facilitator. Yeah, he's their point guard. I mean, you need your point guard out there. Like, right now, Donovan Mitchell is the point guard, so he's literally doing everything. He's scoring, rebounding, passing. I mean, it's not his game. He's a he's a natural-born scorer, so. He's not, he's not going to go up there and put up, like, like, you can't go ask him to put up, like, 35, 40 points in a night. But he'll he'll definitely get the ball to the guys that need to put up that many points. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's a guy. Like, it just to me, it's the hamstrings that, like, uh, it, like it, it makes me so mad because the hamstring is literally hamstrings are the most brutal injury to deal with because they just don't go away. It'll be with you like day in and day out. Like they don't go away. And until the season's over and you actually have time to rest it, like you're always gonna have to deal with a hamstring injury during a season. Like you won't. Especially you won't with basketball. recover from it if you plan to play anytime soon. Especially with basketball because it's the amount of start and go, jumping and stuff like that. Like it, you, a hamstring will never go away, so it's it's tough. All right, Nick, uh, let's go with the other one that we that I don't know if I want to talk about which one. Which one do you want to talk about? Milwaukee and uh, Brooklyn or Phoenix and Atlanta? Which one do you want to talk about next? Mm, uh, let's start Phoenix. Phoenix, Atlanta, just because, or Philly. not uh, Philly, Phoenix, Atlanta. I got you. Uh, Seventy six is Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, this one I kind of wanted to save to the end, but we'll we'll talk about it now. Went to a bachelor party this weekend. Um, a lot of big fans that listen to the the show every week, and uh, they were giving me a pat on the back. It was kind of nice because they were like, you know what? I don't want to say it. But you called the Atlanta Hawks like you. That was like you. You were right with that, and I was. I was. You're, I was you indeed. Are. I I did did tell you that they could possibly be the best team in the NBA. I told you to be aware of that. And Trey Young, 
looks like another Trey Young in this playoffs. Him and uh, what did he have? Forty five last night or thirty five last night? And last night he had uh, assists. Well, last night he had twenty five points but eighteen assists. That's what it was. Yeah, it was something incredible, like something I've never seen in the playoffs before. Like he assisted essentially on thirty six points if those were all two pointers. So I mean that's that's incredible, and the fact that he really only had two turnovers for 18 assists is even more incredible. Um, but the Atlanta Hawks are the real deal. Like, I, I don't want to stress that enough. Like, they are the best team that's going to compete against the uh, Brooklyn Nets in the East, uh, if, if not Milwaukee. But the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, if you look up and down that, that roster, Clint Capella, um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Kevin Huter, John Collins, Trey Young, Danilo Gallinari, Lou Williams. I mean, those those all guys, like every single one of those guys can score the ball. And aside from Clint Capella, can shoot the three-point shot. So that offense on that team is just, it's incredible. And I've never seen anything like that. You, you can say you've seen it from uh, from Brooklyn, but that team is all built around the NBA, meaning free agency, trades, you name it, they have it. Um, Atlanta, for the most part, aside from maybe like two or three players, um, that's all talent is, you know, in the organization. It kind of looks like what Golden State did. So I'm obviously we know I'm a huge fan of both of these teams. I, I like the Philadelphia 76ers. I like the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I don't want to see either team lose. But as of right now, I have Atlanta winning just because of my – preseason pick what, what about you what's your analysis i go atlanta too just because i know they lost deandre hunter but their two other bigs are equally you know like that they're they're even more impressive and they're like the two main guys either way oh absolutely and they're missing two of their young players and, and the guy that you mentioned i even forgot about him in deandre hunter and cam reddish cam reddish might not be the best player, but he had a you know a pretty good bounce back year from a season ago, and he looked like a pretty pretty good piece to this this uh, this puzzle. So they they have the fun. depth. They have the depth. They have the team, and I really do think that this team could win a NBA Finals. Like uh, in a year that you don't have to worry about LeBron, in a year that if the nemesis or the villain per se gets knocked out in, in Brooklyn, like, this team could go on a run and win the whole thing. Like, defense kind of lacking, but Clint Capella in the post is is unbelievable. So, we'll see. I, I'm really hoping that Atlanta does something. They're just very well-rounded compared to most of the teams. Absolutely. In the playoffs. And I'm just happy, you know, <laughs> they didn't embarrass me. It was not looking good for a little bit, but they... They really like helped me out and uh, you're right. They made a nice little turnaround. Yeah, so it was looking like they weren't even going to come close to making it to the playoffs. Absolutely, and one thing I want to talk about too is is Philadelphia and Ben Simmons. I mean, what do you think about Ben Simmons? You think he's a superstar? I like Ben Simmons. You don't like him? (laughs) He's taking taking the glory away from Bam. No, but in like in all seriousness, like, what do you think about Ben Simmons? He's good, but he's not like very complete. Why is that? Similar situation as Giannis, but, I mean, if you're going to pick one or the other, you would take Giannis any day. 
I just don't want, I can't put my finger on and Ben Simmons. Like, years, some games he looks like a clear-cut MVP. And then other games he looks like a a bust. Like, I mean, in a game yesterday, like, you need him to score the ball. Yeah, I mean, him and Embiid just fizzled out yesterday. Like, they should have won that game. But, like, Ben Simmons does not score. Like, he's not a, he doesn't look to score. He looks to pass the ball. He looks to pass the ball. And, he, like, he'll just drive the ball. I just, I just, I wish he just could develop a, a shot. Something. I mean, I, I'm big Philadelphia fan this year. I, I predicted them to win the, the NBA Finals. It seems like I predicted a lot of teams to win the NBA Finals just from this episode. But Philadelphia is is a good team. You can't go wrong if you predict everyone to win. That's true. But, I mean, <laughs> Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, like those, just those two guys together, I mean, I, I would imagine like they should be doing more than they are. Like they it, be... it's the, I think it's the meniscus from Bede because, like, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember if I, I don't think I was talking to you about it, but it might have been when we were talking. Uh, me and Corey might have been talking about it, but, um, like, I just don't. I don't. I don't know. It, it's tough. I mean, it, it, you have a big, serious knee injury to a big man, and obviously the two of them, it's like oil and water they don't like they he don't just mix. he just can't i feel like when it comes to things like like a meniscus tear or say you play on like an mcl strain you you don't get longevity out of playing on the injury with it you what? know like you can pl- you can play through like any type of ankle injury for the most part unless it's like something as serious as like a high ankle sprain or like you most injuries you can play off of and you know play multiple games, like, in a row off of without having to deal with, like, a loss in performance. It's also a big man with a knee injury. Like, that just that's like oil and water. It just does not mix. Yeah. Like, it, it literally is the polar opposite of what you want if you're a Philadelphia fan. Having your best player out with a knee injury, a guy that in years past has struggled staying healthy, him and Ben Simmons. So, I mean, I'm... I'm concerned and, and kind of nervous for for Philadelphia right now. Um, I know that the like the rest of the, the final four teams, the final eight teams, I should say, every single one of those teams could win and go to the NBA champion, like NBA finals, like easily. Any of the remaining, well, I guess seven teams now because Denver's out, but any of the remaining seven teams could go to the NBA finals. I, I feel like this is the most balanced second round in few years it's unpredictable like i have no idea who's going to go to the finals i have no idea who's going to win i mean you can make assumptions but with the injuries to to brooklyn like it's kind of hard now like every team is balanced so all right the last uh, who do you have you said you we both have atlanta yep okay yeah i mean i'm just nervous about joel Embiid. i really am and ben simmons just just after they beat the knicks i was like all right i'll i'll ride on this one for a little bit I've been I've been it since two weeks before the the season started. That's when I introduced the first episode of Nothing But the NBA. Um. All right, last last team, Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Congratulations, by the way, on going to the game. That was Thank awesome. You. It was awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean they they killed them so bad. KD and Kyrie didn't play in the fourth, but yeah, no, that's uh that's an incredible game to go to. I mean, uh. 
just to say that you went to the and you got to see the Brooklyn Nets play. I don't think Harden played though, right? Nah, he was he had just hurt himself the game before. Yeah, that's tough. But no, I'm just to say that you saw that that team play. Like we've been saying it since you know early on this in this show. That that, that puts me in two stadiums it. now, and I I honestly like the like the vibe of Barclays Center better than the Boston Garden. Absolutely. Like it just like felt it felt like there was more like energy there. I mean, it, although it was like a playoff game compared to when we went to a regular season game. Well, that's why. Like the, the <laughs> New York vibe was nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, just to say that you went to see Brooklyn Nets when they had three of the greatest players in the NBA, like right now, is is awesome. So, congratulations, man. That's awesome. But what are your thoughts on this series? I'm taking the Nets. Why? I, I can't I can't remove my pick. Suns Nets. No, I know, but like, what in the series has have like you liked about it? Like, what concerns have you had? Obviously, the injuries is one for Brooklyn. Prior to the injuries, they were looking like they were gonna sweep them. Yeah. And it was just KD and Kyrie. Now it's. Now it's just now uh, it's KD, KD and Harden. Harden, yeah. But what do you think? Like, what are your what do you like about it? What 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 concerns do you have? What have you liked about this this series? Mm, I I honestly like how well KD has stepped up to the moment because it's really become like obviously it was his team because out of the three of them, like you you could argue pretty easily that he is most likely the best one on the team. But like he's definitely stepped in the role after the last you know like the last game as, like, the number one guy, and he's going to step up and help them win these last few games. Yeah, I mean, well, the fact that he has a triple-double, I don't think I've ever seen that from Kevin Durant. He's got 46 points, 16 rebounds, and 10 assists. And the other one is the aging, or should I say, young Jeff Green putting up 27 points right today. I mean, this is incredible. So It was it was him and, and KD the first... Uh... First half of the game. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just it's incredible that you have those two guys that are, well, Kevin Durant, obviously, you would expect, but Jeff Green, I would never expect to score. James Harden is 1 of 10 from, from the four today, so a lot of concern. KD has not, has not sat a single minute of this game. Really? He has played the whole game. Well, it's, it, this is the must-win game. I mean, it really, if you think about it. You it really have, is. They go, they go to Milwaukee next game. Yeah. And like, then they they get to come home after, but if they win in Milwaukee, I, I say whoever wins this that's game great, wins this but series. If, they, if you think about like if they do lose and come back, they play at home for Game Seven. Well, I think some of the concerns I have, some things I've like, I'll just say some of the things I like about the the series and stuff is that the competitive na- nature of both teams. Obviously, Brooklyn went up two games. And then Milwaukee came back and tied the series. And now it looks like probably Brooklyn is going to go up 3-2 with, I think there's 40 seconds left in the game right now. So we can maybe assume Brooklyn. We'll see. <laughs> I'm trying to put the jinx on. But um, Brooklyn might go up a game. So 3-2 there. They go back to Milwaukee. So it, it's a great series. I mean, you're having a lot of competitiveness and a lot of, you know, fight to come back into a series. It turned itself into a great series because it was not looking good at the beginning. Well, obviously the injuries helped, but 
I think that the fact that they're back, it's a good series, which like what you said. Um, but some of the concerns I have is how Giannis will respond if they go down in the series. James Harden coming back, going one of ten, that's a huge concern because you need James Harden to do well. None of the guys on, except for maybe Kyrie, really are clutch players in the NBA. You can argue, oh, Kevin Durant, he has a ring. But look who was on that team. Draymond Green in his prime. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Andre Iguodala. So I don't really give Kevin Durant like a pass for being a clutch player in the NBA. Kyrie obviously has that big shot in Game 7, winning the NBA Finals. But James Harden, never. Like, he doesn't even have an ounce of clutchness in his body for the, the NBA playoffs. So I, I'm I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about a one in ten coming back from an injury. So, but what what are your concerns for the, these teams, and what are your what are some of the things that you like? So the, obviously, okay. So like the big thing is does does Giannis continue to shoot well like he has the last two games, or does he like fizzle out? Because tonight he's he's looked good. He's made. Three is when he's needed to. He's gotten to the rim. It it's really just a back, you know, like like one v one him and KD right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Middleton, Middleton's really been the uh, MVP of the Bucks. He's always sneaky in the playoffs. He, he's incredible. Like he, the numbers that he's been putting up is is nice. Like he's he's been really the MVP of the Milwaukee Bucks this this season. Um. But yeah, no, I mean it's it's a good series. They're up three with ten seconds left, so we'll see what happens. Um, any last words about the NBA playoffs as a whole before we wrap this up? This is honestly like this is one of my favorite playoffs in the last like bunch of years. Aside from obviously last year the Heat going as far as they did, but it was, like, a, it was as weird. as a whole. Like this has been a very good playoffs. For me as a fan. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if, if it's because of, you know, we're making a podcast and we talk about the NBA, but this is probably the most invested I've ever been in the NBA finals or playoffs, whatever you want to say. Like, I've never been this invested looking at it, like, almost every second of the day, like, getting matchups, getting player analysis. I've never been this invested. So, like, I don't know if it's because of the podcast or whatnot. But it's been it's been a lot of fun, and like I'm just happy that we're having like good NBA games and good. It, it's got to be the lack of sports for so long. Yeah, exactly. Like, and the fans the are coming lack back. Of real sports, because like halfway through the season, most of these stadiums had seventy five percent capacity. Yeah, hundred percent capacity, depending on where they were from. But just the fact that we have fans again, like that, just adds a level of excitement, like. I want to hear from Knicks fans like Trey Young is balding like that. That's fun. I don't want to hear like obviously spitting. That's not fun. Um, but just like some of these chants that the the crowds are coming up with, like it's fun to actually have that because you can have that fake crowd noise. But all you're gonna hear in that fake crowd noise is, is like obviously cheering. You're not gonna get any of those boos or you know ref you suck like. You're not going to get any of that. Like, that stuff is fun. Like, hearing that on the TV makes you, like, be like, hmm, I wish I was there. So, it's just good to have the fans back. I think that adds a level of excitement. And it's something that you never really think or think about, like, when 
you know, you have no sports or when sports are... Because to us now, playing. it's the same. It's like that type of stuff is like background noise still when we watch a game. But for some reason, it feels different. It does. Like, you just... Like, you know nobody was there. Like, you knew, like, there's nobody at the stadium. So, like, why am I hearing a crowd? I also don't... I, I kind of appreciated that they, they tried because I wouldn't want to listen to silence. I, I wouldn't want to hear the... <laughs> Absolute silence, nothing but the squeaking of shoes and the dribbling of the ball. Well, in any sport, nobody watches a game to listen to the announcers. Like, I, I don't I'm, I don't care. Like, I don't want to listen to Joe Buck talk for three hours about football and say... I don't want to listen to Joe Buck talk about anything for three hours. Yeah, and it's caught. Like, I don't want to hear about Chris Collinsworth saying, here's a guy who... Like, it, I just don't want to hear that. I want to watch a game. I want to hear the crowd. I want to hear the crowd over the announcers and just, like, play play the game. With, the announcers with, were talking about the, that today during this game, too. Really? Earlier on, they're, they're like, it's... It, this, like, feels so different. Like, it's a different experience from... You know, it's a different experience having the fans behind us, us being right in front of, you know, like the the court. And the other announcer goes, oh, what, you don't like, you know, sitting three, 300 feet up watching the game instead? Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, a lot of these announcers were at home. So, and that's the other thing, too, like what you just said. Like, the fans bring energy to the arena, which brings energy to the announcers. Like, when somebody makes a game-winning three... It'd be like, oh, he made a three. But now with the fans, it's like these guys just get excited. Like, it's fun. So, I I mean, it's it's nice to have the fans back. Long story short, it's, ha- it's fun to have the fans back. Being fun back to, to normal sports. in sports is, is nice. All, all, all us as fans could really have asked for. So I just bought baseball tickets. I'm going to the first game, going to a Mets-Toronto game. I'm excited for it, so... That'll be my first taste of actual sports again, live sports being there. So I'm excited. It's been an honor. New York does have 100% capacity too. Yeah, so it's it's nice to be back. So Nick, it's been an honor. We'll see you next week. Um, hopefully we can do this in person sometime. That, that'll be the overall goal. It's not because of COVID. Like, that's not the reason why we're... It's because of our not, schedules. Well, it's mostly because you live an hour and a half away from me. So that's why. <laughs> But it's we'll have to have an in person segment one of these days. Like that'll be that'll be fun. So um, we're also going to be recording soon our other podcast at the one in, at the one NFL podcast. So definitely start checking on that. Um, make sure you get alerts and whenever Nick and I record on that. So that is going to do it for today's episode of Nothing But the NBA. Um, Enjoy the playoffs, everybody. Everybody stay safe. Enjoy going to the games if you're going to the games out there. If you're not, enjoy them on your TV. It's a heck of a ride, and it's a heck of a playoff so far. Um, Nick and I will be back next week. We're going to talk about the hopefully the third round. Whenever this second round is over, we'll be back talking about the third round of the NBA playoffs. So everybody stay safe, and thank you for tuning in.